Vitor, let's give the people what they want, man. Who are you? What do you do? We'll yeah, so I am Vitor, and I'm a talent success manager at Gun.io. I work to manage, uh, track, and monitor software developer satisfaction, uh, performance, productivity in the Gun.io uh, network. And today, we're going to be talking about interview preparation, and we're going to be discussing some techniques, a few questions, and how you guys could show up. It's a pleasure to be in the show again. Absolutely. Well, so, 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 so Vitor is a humble man. Vitor, I, I, I want to, I want to ask you two questions. First yep. off, talk about your background real quick. I mean, you, you've been a founder CTO. I mean, can, can you kind of dive into a little bit about your background? Oh yeah. Uh, I'm 30 found, uh, 30 time founder. I've, uh, I joined the startup ecosystem in 2012. So being involved okay. with startups for 11 years, uh, worked as a founder, also as a team member and consultant for multiple startups, uh, had experience working for startups in Brazil. I'm originally from the state of Rio de Janeiro in Brazil and did my second startup in Tel Aviv in Israel. I lived there for a couple of years and then moved to Canada uh, five years ago. They had been living here uh, for five years and uh, I did a tech school last year. We were able to train 524 developers uh, last year was uh, great to be able to be delivering courses here in North America. And this year I decided to join Gun to provide mentorship for them, their network. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. And the reason why I wanted Vitor to share his background is because what we're doing at Gun.io is very different, right? We hire technical architects, CTOs, founders, to help tech out our community and Vitor is one of them. Um, and so I just want to set that stage. Vitor, I want to ask you, man, cause I asked the, I asked the audience this. I want to ask you this. What's one thing that you want to celebrate uh, that you've done recently that you're proud of at gun IO? Um, I'm putting I you on the spot. Like, yeah, I would say like part of my work is basically to, work to set up talent for success and uh, uh we've been this year I, I wouldn't say this week but this year we've been able to overcome many challenges internally with clients we've been able to achieve many milestones uh, with our talent pool and i'm very happy to be able to support them in this journey and provide mentorship when things are good or when things are bad so i would say that was so now that we are completing this year when i look back I can remember these stories and they make me feel really good. I love that. I love that. All right, man, let's dive into it. Interviewing. Uh, let's talk about it, right? I mean, obviously you have been a founder. You've done your fair share of interviews. You're still, I mean, you're very much do a ton of interviews on our platform with engineers. Where do we start, man? Like, where do you want to start? I know it's a lot. I know you create a presentation, uh, not necessarily for this, but I don't know if you want to start there. Like, tell me where you want to start. Uh, I think we can start by defining uh, what a phone screen really is and how you can prepare for this uh, first interview. And that's what we're going to be talking today. I'm not going to be, be bringing like, a ton of concepts. It's just going to be questions that we are going to be answering. And I'm sure. going to be bringing my perspective and the way how I would like to hear from developers when I'm interviewing. And you can also let us know how you would answer these questions. Yes. Uh, Let's see. Let me present my screen. Yep. Let's do it. Go ahead and throw it up. And then uh, there you go. Amazing. All righty. Drum roll, please. Here we go. 
Yeah, f first thing that I want to uh, talk about is that interview, interviewing is a learning journey. So you're not going to apply for a job, just one job, interview and get the job. Because you probably have weaknesses. You need to work on your gaps. Uh, and, uh, and during the journey, you're going to have fa failures during the interviews. And you need to work on your self-awareness uh, so that you can, after the interview, uh, buy books or look for mentorship, ask for other people to help you practice with your mirror in your, in your home. And yeah. uh, so it's, it's not going to be a linear journey. So it's going to take you some time to be able to get a new job. Maybe you're a senior developer and in a specific company and you want to go to a tech company and you may need to prepare for that. So it's going to take some time. So, yeah. and uh, if you fail in an interview, maybe in the first phase or maybe in the last phase, uh, it's not on you. The company has many different expectations. <clears throat> you, you should just think like, what this interview is trying to teach me? What do I still need to improve? Is mm. it because I didn't prepare or is it because of the company? Um, so that's the first thing that I would say. And Wait, second bro, thing that I... And real quick, Vitor, with that graph back yep. there, what exactly am I looking at? Is that just like is it expected versus actual? I mean, can you break this down just real quick on kind of what I'm looking at and, and really just, you know, to explain to the folks who are watching? Mm -hmm. yeah, expected is, uh, uh, as I said, you're not going to apply for one job and get, you know, the role. It's not going to be like that. That's how that's what we expect. We want to yeah. get the job as soon as possible. But sure. in reality, you're going to apply for 10 jobs. Nine companies are going to go to you. The company that is going to interview you is going to reject you. And then you're going to initiate a new round of applications. And, and then you are going to work kind of in cohorts or in book. In, yeah, like every, uh, when I was applying for interviews, I would apply for five interviews in a week. And then I would see what would happen. And then I would apply for five, another five applications in the other week. And that's how I would do it. Uh, yeah. So according to my expectations, I would get the job in a week or maybe in a month. But in reality, it took me three to six months. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Um, second aspect that I think it's really important is that um, whenever you are applying for jobs, you are choosing specific positions. And in the job descriptions, companies always express responsibilities. And as mm -hmm. we can see here, we are talking about the ideal candidate. We are talking about the things that are important to the uh, candidate to have. And you as a candidate, you need to do a homework that is going to be composed by, you're going to analyze three to five job, uh, job descriptions that you have. And yeah. you want to find similarities between these uh, job responsibilities. And you want to make sure that that language is in your resume. Because yes. whenever a recruiter yes. is looking at your resume, you want to make this recruiter spend five seconds and they're going to, the impression that you want them to have is this looks very similar to what we are looking for. And it doesn't mean that you're going to copy the job description responsibilities to your resume, but you're going to adapt, right? And you're going to use a similar language and you're going to put your results with that responsibility as mm -hmm. well as with the responsibility. So that's the first thing. So any, uh, if you are applying right now, 
I would encourage you to put uh, the job description of the company that you're applying here and the resume here and try to see like, do I really look similar uh, to this job description, my resume? Uh, if I was a recruiter, would I choose this candidate to apply for the company? So you want to have this similarity because recruiters are going to spend five seconds and yep. you need to impress them in a very short time. So do you agree, Tyler? Yes, agree. I, I want to sh- I, I want to present something real quick. So Vitor's got me on like the presentation bug right now. So so I have a series with Alicia Novin. Um, uh, uh, Alicia Novin is um, actually this isn't the screen. Um, Alicia is at uh, Microsoft, and he and I have a series where we review resumes every month. And so what I would do. So so again, Vitor was talking about looking at the job description, uploading your resume. For me, what what I would do is, oh, I'm sorry, I'm trying to try and do this real time. It's kind of hard. What what I would do is then post it up here, right? So so this template is on unghosted.live. You can feel free to check it out. But for me, what I would do is I would post the skills that you see in the job description up at the very top because as a recruiter like myself and as a hiring manager like Vitor. You're, you're naturally going to read top to bottom. So you need as much of that information in the top. Vitor, do you agree? Yes. There you go. I love it. I love it. Awesome. All right. I'm going to remove it. All right, Vitor, back to you. Back to you here. I'm going to pull up this. Here we go. All right. Yep. So make sure that they are aligned and uh, always ask for people. Like ask for other engineers, ask for your mom or your dad. Like, hey, do this two piece of papers look similar um, right. or you didn't ask for recruiters. And I think it's Victor, important also a, to, pre- yep. I have a quick question. Can you, can you go back to that, to, to the job description? So I think this job description and listen, th- th- this live interview, we're not going to dive into terrible job descriptions. I just think there's a lot here for an associate person, right? Like there's a lot, our ideal candidate, there, the ideal candidate, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, yeah. 10, 11, 12, 13 bullet points for an associate developer. So my question to you is if, if I'm if I'm an associate or a junior developer looking at this, what should I focus on? Right. And I'm asking you this as a hiring manager. What what would you want someone to focus on putting in their job description or putting in their resume? Um, I think it really depends on the company that you're going to apply. So you have to, yeah, so the resume that you're sending Google and the resume that you are sending a startup that has 10 people in Argentina uh, is probably going to have, they are going to have different expectations. Uh, So I think this answer may have multiple questions, multiple answers. And, um, but yeah, so it really depends. And I, I, will, I will tell you, I agree with you that some job descriptions are not well done. Right. Yeah. And uh, totally, totally. But each company has a specific problem. And sometimes, you know, they can be more demanding than, than others just because of the nature of the problem that they are trying to solve. But I yeah. would agree with you that asking for a junior professional to have three, five years of experience and a ton of experience with different skills is too much. And yeah. I agree that we have a lot of items in this job description. Yeah, 100%, 100%. Um, all right, so 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 what's next? We, we could dive into a little bit more of the interview side of things. Uh, next thing is, uh, I really believe that preparation 
is super important in interviews and you have to build your story bank. You have to create your own presentation. And this is my presentation that I built in 2017. 2017 was the year that I was applying for companies outside Brazil. And then I got a job in Canada. And the reason why I got a job in Canada and also in the Netherlands was that I did a lot of preparation and I, I was analyzing, um, you know, the company's behavior when I was interviewing, I would answer a question and I would see the interviewer's reaction. And then I would see if my answer would be good or bad. And if it was good, I would keep that answer. And if it was bad, I would change the answer. So I would pivot as I would see the reaction and the feedback of the company. And in this uh, quick guide that I created, I first described the companies. So I put the logo and then I say what the company does and I try to bring features so that they can concentrate information about the companies that I'm going to interview. If you jump on a call with a company and they ask you, what do we do? And you are not able to answer, it's a rejection. Yeah. yeah. So this is the first step. And it's difficult because we apply for so many companies. So how can I prepare for 100 companies uh, having in mind that I applied for 100 positions? Uh, but you know, you somehow need to do this preparation and you need to choose your top companies that you're going to be interviewing and always be prepared to show up and say, explain what the company is doing. It's not, it's going to make you look much better in the interview and it is also going to enhance your business knowledge because, mm -hmm. you know, as a software developer, you also need to understand other areas of the company. So take advantage of this moment to do it. And then, after describing the companies, I would also say that you need to have the basic questions that people usually ask you. Um, and I bring these 11 questions that are very popular. I like this. Uh, and we are going to be talking a little bit about these questions and the way how we would answer the questions. So let's start with this one. Um, so tell me about yourself. <clears throat> So I've been, I've been, I've been big on this one. I've been big on this one on social media lately. Go ahead, Tyler. So how would you answer yeah. this question? Tell me about so yourself. How this is my two cents, right? And I'm interested in your thoughts because you and I haven't chatted about this. So I, I, first off, I've never had anybody go short. Everybody runs long on this question, right? So like, I think people feel like they need to fill a three to five minute window. I think this is a 60 to 90 second answer right? It is quick to the point. I think another thing too, I think you need to research the people who you're interviewing with and answer the question with similarities with that person. So for example, Vitor, um, Vitor, Vitor lives in Canada, right? I would mention I play hockey. Now I know you're from Brazil, but you're in Canada. So I always bring up hockey for individuals in Canada, right? And you're in Vancouver, right? So like Vancouver has got one of the best ice hockey teams right now. Uh, so I would maybe bring that up somehow, right? Like try to call, try to find similarities to switch the interview to a conversation. Then after you go, Hey, my name's Taylor Destin. I play ice hockey. I know Victor, you're in Vancouver. You guys have like one of the best ice hockey teams right now in the NHL. Then I would go into about me as it relates to the role you're interviewing for. So many people talk about yourselves and it's just very vague in general. For me, it needs to be specifically about the role, right? So if you're interviewing for a tech lead role, that requires, you know, 70% management experience, 30% hands-on experience. I would be like, you know, my name's Taylor, yada, yada, yada. I've actually been managing team for five years. The last two roles I've held have been 80% leadership, 20% uh, coding. 
And then what that does is, is, it, is it allows Vitor to know exactly who you are and what you've done as it relates to the role. So Vitor, I'm curious to hear your thoughts when it comes to my answer on how to answer that question. I love your answer because I think we really need to do research with the company. Um, when I was, for example, when I was applying for it, gun.io, I had my final interview with the CEO. And what I did was I listened to his podcast and I brought some topics that I knew that he was super excited about. And there that was go. a perfect connection because I was able to talk about those topics and he, he, he was super excited in the call. Uh, so if you do your homework, it could be in the phone screen, it could be in the middle of the interview or at the end, you need to find these opportunities to create connections with the people that you are interviewing. And the only way to do that is by reading what they're writing on LinkedIn, reading their blog posts, and listening to their podcasts and watching their live sessions on YouTube. Yep, absolutely. Uh, regarding this question, uh, if you, I think it depends. So if you are a software engineer and you're applying for, let's say, a Python and a React.js uh, role, and it's an intermediate or maybe even a senior position, I want you to be short and I want you to introduce yourself. Uh, tell me a little bit about your background. I want to listen to the skills that you are bringing to the table. Uh, I want to understand your expectations of about your career. So if I would answer this question and I'm applying for a position, I would just say that my name is Vitor Oliveira. I've been working as a software developer since 2004. I specialized in Python, React.js. I'm also an iOS and Android engineer with five years of experience. Uh, I've all, I also uh, I, I've been building applications for startups, uh, mid-sized startups, and also early-stage startups in Brazil, in Canada, and in the United States. And I'm currently looking for a position in the healthcare industry because uh, I really believe in the cause. Yeah. And and I can state the points why I'm interested in the healthcare industry. Uh, I'm considering that I'm applying for a, a startup that is in the healthcare industry, and that's why I'm talking about my expectations at the end. So I quickly talked about my experience, uh, the number of years that I had, the skills that I worked with, uh, the types of company that I worked on, and what um, my expectations are. So when people are short and they are able to gather the necessary information, I find it much better than just talking and running inside circles. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so, uh, all right, what's next, man? Um, question, why would you work for a new company? So when you, and I think this question you can, so when you are applying for Gun.io, Gun.io would, would ask you, why do you want to work for us? Any, any company that you knock on the door, they are going to ask you this question. And I think as an exercise, you can try to bring a generic answer. So why would you work for a new company? And we are not talking about specific company. So what the, when you look at the company's websites, what is something that really attracts you? So is it the industry? Do you like small teams? What are the reasons? So try to do self-reflection and bring these topics. When you are applying for a, a specific company, you want to do what Tyler said. You want to do a, a, a research and you want to bring a few topics. So maybe you're going to go to the About Us page and you're going to read the values, the culture of the company. Maybe they have collaboration as the core skill, and that really resonates with you. So yeah. you could talk about that here. Like I love collaboration, and because in my previous role, 
we used to do pair program sessions with other engineers and we would have collaborative activities with the rest of the company where we would brainstorm ideas and etc i love that uh, also another thing too vitor what are your thoughts on um, creating almost a, a proof of concept, maybe with the company's product, right? Like I, I think it, I think it could be cool to come into an interview and I don't know, let, let's say you're interviewing for Stripe and you do some sort of Stripe, I don't know, plug into a, a, an existing thing you've already written. I mean, is that, is that looked highly upon, um, as a CTO and hiring manager like yourself? Yeah. Yeah. You, you can say that you, okay. uh, were a user of Stripe. Yeah. And that led you to apply for the position. Um, at gun.io, for example, I was talent before. So I applied for the community. Right. I did the approval calls, uh, get, got to know people internally. And then I applied for a position internally. Uh, so that really connected me uh, with the network. And I was able to bring my own experience with them. So if mm -hmm. you can create this connection, it's going to definitely help you. I love it. I love it. All right. We got 10 minutes left. So let's try to fly through this as fast as we can. So most important question that probably all the companies are going to ask you, what is the most important challenge in your career? Uh, or what is the most challenging project that you have ever worked on? So you need to, when you think about this question, uh, there is, you could think about the structure that I brought in the right bottom, which is uh, first you're going to introduce the situation. And you're going to talk a little bit about the tasks associated with that situation. Mm -hmm. And then you can describe what was the most important part of that project, uh, what was the most complex uh, technical aspect in the project. Were there any conflicts? How was the communication with the internal and external stakeholders? And, and then you always want to bring the outcome. So mm -hmm. what were the actions that allowed you to achieve that outcome? And what was the result? Was it positive or negative? What I see is that people usually describe a project, but they don't bring results. And you want to be able ah, to bring metrics at them. So this was a very challenging. Let's say that I was building a search engine for a company. Sure. And before this project, we would search uh, on the website and it would take, I don't know, 10 seconds. So let's say that you worked on this project. You did many actions and as a result, you were able to improve the uh, response times by a hundred uh, times yep. like before it was 10 seconds and now it's loading in one second and you can bring this metric to the table. That's going to make a huge impact. That's huge. If you don't talk about that, you are, you may not sound like a results rated person. I love that. I love that. What else we got? Um, well, what is your ah, biggest weakness? Ah, right? the, the, the dreaded question where everybody turns their biggest weakness into a positive. Yeah. So this question is very common. Probably most of you are already comfortable with this question. The only thing that I would highlight is uh, always, if we're talking about things that you're improving, uh, always say what you're doing to improve. Because if you just say that, uh, English is my weakness because it's my second language. And if I end up like that, it's weird, right? So you want to say that even though English is still difficult for me, I do this, uh, I initiate this action to be able to gain more vocab vocabulary. Yeah, I yeah. find 
groups or meet up to meet them once a week and then we uh, get together to practice and we talk about different topics you always want to say what you're doing in order to improve everybody is yes. in, in its own time zone and even the ceo is in his or her learning journey they have weaknesses and they are trying to improve so it's yeah. okay to be a little bit vulnerable vulnerable uh, but always talk about the action items well and and I think too, real quick. I think this is a good uh, just advice in general for interviewing. Right? It's you almost don't just answer the question being asked. You have to try to think of a way to like. I call it the and then statement, right? So like so 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 you say, well, what's your biggest weakness? Well, my biggest weakness is you know for me is like I'm super emotional. But, or, and then I'm working on it, yada, 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 right? It's the same thing. Like sometimes you, a lot of times you, a lot of people just answer the question at hand. But when we're hanging out with our friends and our friends ask us a question, we typically just don't answer the question. We typically develop a back and forth, right? And I think that's the biggest key when it comes to interviewing is, is trying to develop that back and forth. Amazing. So I will uh, talk a little bit about this quickly okay. and I want to ask you a question which is do you know what is the star method as a developer I do not uh, so I, I do not so please educate me Vitor yeah so star method is basically when you bring the structure structure for your answer uh, in an interview and I would say this is uh, I consider this a storytelling concept because you're trying to build a story about the situation that you had in your career and when you talk about that situation, you want to express the context and then you want to talk about the task and then the actions that allowed you to achieve results. And there are specific questions that this structure fits really well and other questions that it doesn't. And I'm going to bring one question that is going to be really good to uh, see this framework in action. <clears throat> so yes, tell okay. me a situation that you demonstrated to be a great team player. So this is a question that is going to help the interviewer to understand about your soft skills, about your communication, about your collaboration skills. So you can literally use the STIR method here. And whenever you're doing preparation, I would encourage you to do this structure, like to write situation, task, action, and answer, and write one or two paragraphs for each one of the items. So be, uh, you don't need to be long. You want to be uh, precise and you want to be able to bring the results at the end. Uh, so situation that I demonstrated to be a great team player. So I will answer this question. Let's say that I was working in a fintech company five years ago and I was a tech lead, team lead, senior developer for this team. And I had a, a team of junior developers, intermediate developers. One of the intermediate developers got sick. He had COVID and he was responsible to complete a lot of tickets. So I had a call with him. He told me that he was really sick and I decided to talk to my manager and I took ownership of his tasks. And I told my manager that I would support him and we would do pair program sessions. And as and my actions were to reorganize my tasks and reorganize my schedule and show my manager. I worked on the other developer tasks and I was able to complete. And as a result, we were able to in, uh, deliver on time. Uh, at the end, the developer was back. I was able to do knowledge transfer about the tasks and the team was able to uh, deliver that project on time and the client was successful. 
So I demonstrated in my answer that I was a great employer. I collaborated with a team member that was sick and I allowed my team to achieve the results that we were looking for. Love it. Love it. There you go. Uh, sweet. Hope you all enjoyed that. That was good. That was, again, we're going to be doing more of this stuff. Vitor, Vitor and I are super passionate about giving back. So Vitor, I do want to ask you. So, so I ask, I ask four questions to every person at the end of the show. Obviously you've been on the show before, but I added another one. So I want to ask you this first question again, for everybody who has tuned in, uh, uh, thank you so much. Ho hopefully you got something out of this. Go connect with Vitor on LinkedIn. Um, again, we're going to be doing more of this stuff. Go follow us on Gun.io. We're going to post a lot of this stuff to our LinkedIn page. So Vitor, first question outside of, uh, so, so if, if, if finances were the same, what would you do? What would be your dream job outside of what you do today? Like, say what? You mean today, if I had to leave, yeah, then what like, I would like, do? like, like if you could go do whatever you wanted to do and money not be a problem, what, what would you want to do? Uh, I think I would do things that I'm super passionate about. Uh, one of them is helping others. And I do a lot of mentorship and coaching with software developers in different levels. And it's not really about the money. It's about, it's about supporting others. It's about sure. creating stories of impact in people's lives. Yeah. So I would definitely do that as a self-employed person. Um, I would work for startups for sure. And I would support entrepreneurs, I think. Like I love, I love fintech, it. I love recruitment, developer yeah. tools. So I would definitely jump on in one of these sectors. Well, Vitor, it also also sounds like working at Gun.io is the perfect fit for you. <laughs> so um uh uh next question. Um what do you do? Uh what do you do outside of work? So you can't answer this as a work question, Vitor. Outside of work, what do you like to do for fun? Um, many things, uh, I, so I'm here in Canada and we have different seasons. Sometimes we have snow, sometimes we have summer. So I'm someone who loves to be outdoors. Okay. Um, so I try to be active and I enrolled in the gym, go two times a week or even three it. times a week sometimes. Um, so what I do is I, my work is technology. My work is people development. You can mm. see that. And I, one of my passions is also technology. So I can end up spending my time doing technology in my spare time. Sure. And uh, I try to connect with people with different backgrounds and I try to uh, join them in activities that are totally outside of my bubble. Mm -hmm. And that's my strategy. So as an example, my girlfriend, she is a personal trainer and she oh, doesn't nice. understand anything about technology. She is a designer, uh, but she is a fitness professional and okay. she helps me to overcome you know this fitness laziness and to always be active i love that i love that that's awesome um all right last uh or, or two more questions um what tools technologies trends are you kind of reading on your own right now that you're really interested in that you want to share so technologies that i'm interested in um I'm very interested in Python and JavaScript because of its popularity. So sure. I'm trying to follow the trends. Uh, very excited with those technologies. I'm very excited with no code technologies and AI technologies as well, and how the this planet is going to evolve in the next, I would say, 
decade isn't yeah. i would say i was going to say century but i would say decade <laughs> so I, i'm i'm someone that tries to keep in touch with the latest trends even yeah. though it's difficult i love that i love that all right last question vitor and then we can uh, we can wrap this thing up uh, what would be your biggest career advice to your younger self, right? The show is called Guidance Counselor 2.0 because we had guidance counselors in middle school, high school, and college. But now as adults, we don't really have anybody. So what would be your biggest piece of career advice to young Vitor? Okay. Um, so I said that I started um, working as a software developer in 2004, so almost 20 years ago. And during my career in the first years, I wasn't a very collaborative person. Mm. So I wouldn't... Uh, connect with other developers i wouldn't ask silly questions i would be afraid of making mistakes right. and if you can be aware that this is very important like you need to ask questions and you need to work with others and you need to get together in communities so if you can join tech communities today where you're gonna find a lot of senior developers or more experienced engineering leaders join these communities even if you have to pay a subscription and connect with others listen yeah. to their careers uh, ask for help, like code reviews, and always listen to feedback. And once you are feeling more comfortable about helping others, start doing that because that's going to reinforce what you already know, uh, the knowledge that you already have, and you're going to learn so much with mentorship. So that's what that would be my advice. Just like try to work with other people, join communities, and mentor junior developers or mentor less experienced developers. I love that. That's awesome. Well, y'all, thank you again for hanging out with us. Vitor, stay on. Uh, so I can say bye to you backstage. But y'all have a great one. We appreciate it. Thank you so much. Tomorrow, Unicorn Finders. I'm hanging out with a, a startup founder who, uh, if you have a pet, if you own a pet, I would tune in tomorrow, 9.30 a.m. Central Unicorn Finders. And then Friday, I just booked him yesterday. We had a quick catch-up call. My dear friend, Justin Jackson, he's an engineering manager out of D.C., we're going to be catching up Friday. He's an awesome, awesome person. So can't wait for that. So again, y'all have a great rest of your hump day. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Peace. Peace. Hey, you did it. You listened to an entire episode and I am very grateful because you know why? There's a lot of podcasts out there. There's a lot of episodes and I myself rarely finish an entire episode. So I appreciate you so, so much for listening. Quick reminder, please rate and review this podcast in the app store. I want this to be discoverable to others. And the only way that happens is if you take the time right now and rate and review it, please, like right now, unless you're driving, then don't do it. So thank you again. If you need to reach out to me at TDeston on all social media handles, and I hope you have a fantastic day.